spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Good evening, wrestling fans. How are you all doing this week? I hope you guys are doing well. I have MM for the fifth week and all, fourth week in a row. Uh, with me to review Dynamite. How are you doing, M? How are you, man? Thank you for having me again. Always, man. Always a pleasure. You're my AEW guy. You know that. Um, hope all is well. You having a good week so far. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. Um, coming off the heels of last night's show, AEW Dynamite. Um, decent show. Not not the worst, not the greatest. Somewhere in the middle. So I would say um, it, it was okay uh, for the most part. Um, but uh, we're going to jump right into it. Um, we'll, let's talk about um, one of the AEW TNT Tournament Dynamite um uh, matches that we had last night. We had uh, Lance, uh, Lance Archer against Colt Cabana in um, a quarterfinal match for the TNT title. And what did you think about this? It was a good match. I mean, I really thought that uh, Lance Archer was going to crush uh, Cabana. And uh, there was fairly uh, a good amount of offense. I mean, he still looked outmatched, which we all expected uh archer to really just destroy him and uh it was impressive because uh archer can get up a guy the, the size of cabana for his finishing move like we saw him do it to marco stunt and some people were were, were remarking uh, i think it was uh kevin kevin nash said that you can do that to a guy like marco stunt but you can't do it to a bigger guy and uh archer was like yeah i've done it to, to much bigger guys than 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 you you know so uh it, it was impressive because he he did it and uh he, he got the the one two three and it was emphatic it was like i'm here and I'm ready to, to dominate. So it was it was a statement uh, victory, considering uh, Cabana was was uh, undefeated until now. Yeah, Cole Cabana uh, is a little bit bigger on TV than what the uh, records say that he's six foot one. Yeah, he looks huge. He looks bigger on TV. I didn't think I was thinking more of like a, you know, six four, six five, and he always had a, like a pretty decent sized presence to him uh, when I uh, seen him in ROH. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a dominating win by Archer. I did not expect Cole Cabana to come out a win. He got a little bit of offense in there, um, but uh, I was not expecting our boy Jay Diaz. <laughs> He he had Colt Cabana winning and what? maybe going against Kip Sabian, and they you know they could have gone that route, but the way they've been building certain storylines, yeah, um, I just didn't see it happening. I did not see Lance Archer taking a loss this soon. Um, I don't see him taking a loss the entire tournament. Uh, but we'll we'll get back into that a little later. But um, I did not see uh, Archer taking a uh, taking a loss here. Yeah, he definitely looked menacing. 
is probably the best uh, term I could come up with. Archer hit the uh, wins with the blackout. Very impressive move. I love the finishing move. Colcabana died. And uh, yeah. Uh, then uh, moving on, we got the Bubbly Bunch segment with Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. What did you think of this? It was funny. I mean, I I love that though, with the Bubbly Bunch, and I mean, it, it's a good distraction and good time waster, good fun. As long as you give the the, the guys the mic and let them just talk and and fool around, some, sometimes you find gold, sometimes not. This was like you said, it was somewhere in the middle for me. And uh, I didn't hate it, and I didn't love it, but it was what it was. So it was just, it was, it was okay. I I enjoyed how they did the graphics with the Brady Bunch. I like the dogs in the squares, the the circle, hounds. Yes. I'm telling you, the guys are very inventive, and when you give them time to come up with stuff like this, I mean, considering that we're all locked up at home, they're still doing this and and coming up with ideas of how to be on TV together. I I, I dug that the the whole creative aspect of it. So it it showed that they're still thinking and and they're still working, and that that impressed me. What did you think of uh, Jericho on commentary last night? He wasn't as good as he was the first week, uh, but he he's still he's still Jericho, so he's still a, a great, you know. And uh, he wasn't, I think, because uh, the last match was narrated uh, and commentated by by Jim Ross alone. Uh, I expected Jericho to be there. Maybe that hurt in my uh, in my percep- uh, my perception of the whole broadcast. Um, but Jericho is always great to listen to and his insults and, and everything he's thrown out there. He's, he's a funny guy. And, uh, I enjoy listening to him, you know, like that's a guy that you can watch him on TV or you can listen to his podcast. He just has that charisma and that presence that, that commands attention. So you listen and the outrageous things that he's, he's constantly saying, he's constantly saying, ah, he's going to beat his ass. You know, he's just being obnoxious and, and just let the champion wouldn't, wouldn't do that in his matches. So it it was funny. And uh, his commentary is always great. Always welcome when he's on the mic. I get a charge out of him making fun of Vanguard all the time. <laughs> Some of the comments he said about Vanguard, which I cannot repeat right now, um, were hilarious. I was dying. But uh, him calling uh, call Vanguard a moron. And then uh, him uh, ripping on uh, the next guy. We're going to talk about Pineapple Pete. Pineapple Pete, yeah. <laughs> the whole match. The whole match. I, I, I like how he uh, is blatantly insulting everybody. Um, it, it's great. Like uh, I think last week may have been a little better with Jericho on commentary, but this week was still good. Yeah, um, was, I enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah, it, it was great. It's it, it wasn't at, on par with last week. Last week it really felt like he conjured Bobby Heenan, and he he said it himself. He was like that. He was trying to conjure Bobby Heenan. And uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. It seemed like this week it was more Jesse the Body that he was trying to conjure up. Mm-hmm. I think he left uh, the Bobby Heenan out because it was maybe too popular. Because everybody loved it. I mean, come on, it's, it's Bobby Heenan. And uh, I, I think that's where he went with it this week. It was more Jesse and the insults and calling people stupid and he, uh, how he would never do the same things in his match. Even though he 
totally would. You know, it, it's great, absurd. He's arguing with, about Vanguard. Uh, you, you, you're arguing about a drone. It, it's, the absurdity <laughs> is so entertaining. And uh, he's great on the mic. Like I said, he, it wasn't on par with last week, but it was still worth it. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's great. He, he, he's entertaining. Uh, absolute gold. Um, so uh, that leads right into uh, Pineapple Pete versus Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara with a, a, um, a win, expected win, pretty much uh, considered a squash match. Um, then uh, we had Kip Sabian versus Chuck Taylor. Uh, we kind of knew what was going to happen in the other matches. I wasn't too sure who was coming out of this match, Kip Sabian versus Chuck Taylor, but we saw uh, Kip Sabian win by uh, with the distraction of Penelope Ford, uh, one of my favorite people, uh, oh, yeah. with, Jimmy ha- with Jimmy Havoc helping out by uh, taking out Orange Cassidy. A lot of distractions there. Uh, so uh, Kip Sabian picks up the win there. What did you think of this match? Kind of fun and entertaining, in my opinion. It was fun and entertaining. And like you said, you didn't know who was going to take it. And that's one of my, my my favorite things about pro wrestling is sitting there and, and trying to figure out who's going to win the match. You know, and uh, it could have gone anyway. And he snuck that victory in. And uh, it was quite entertaining, the whole how Penelope, she's sitting there and she's distracting uh, Taylor. And moments later, it's uh, Orange Cassidy. And he's sitting there distracting uh, Kip Sabian in the same manner. So I I thought that was was pretty uh, funny and campy. Uh, What surprised me was... um, the distraction at the end with uh, you just oh, what's his name again? Um, Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc. Yes, I did not see that coming. Could that be some type of new tag team or or like am I reading into it too much? No, I I think you might be right. Um, they could 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 be forming a, a tag team or a stable of some sort. Um, so Jimmy Havoc Jimmy Havoc is a different type of personality to me though He really is and, and I did not see them trying to I don't know, create a tag team or mesh well together But what's funny about Jimmy Havoc Is that when I first saw him in AEW I didn't like it And uh, he's grown on me He really has uh, He's got that British strong style and I'm a sucker for that for that type of wrestling. Uh, I, I I'm not that big on on his hardcore, you know, like uh, stapling dollar bills to your forehead or just stapling stapling you in the nuts. Uh, but his wrestling ability, I I actually I will admit I was I was totally wrong. Uh, I slept on it, and he's really good. He is not a bad wrestler at all. So uh, the dude has. Impressed me enough to, to say that I, I'm I'm in this corner, even though I, I blanked on his name two minutes ago. <laughs> I'm just getting senile in my old age, I guess. But he has grown on me, and as much as I hated his theme song in the very beginning, I, I, I that's another thing that I've grown to like about him is his uh, his theme song and his entrance. But this match was a good match. It was just surprising to me at the end when they kind of embraced and raised each other's hands. Uh, I see great things because. Like I said, Kip Sabian's a great wrestler. He's one of the more consistent wrestlers on AEW. So to see him and Jimmy Jimmy Havoc, uh, it, it's going to be a, a pleasure, man. It, it, it's going to be a treat. 
Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, I, I want to see more out of um, Kip Sabian and these guys. Definitely see them. I, I feel like there's a lot more opportunity for developing there. Yeah, see them against the best friends. I, I'm looking forward to that type of match. Um, I didn't have this on my list tonight because it was uh, a, um, a squash match, but we had uh, Britt Baker. Yeah. Um, she's developed her character quite a bit, picking up a lot of steam these last few weeks. Well, they've been Especially helping last her. week with Sheeta. Yes, that was a great match last week. And, yeah, and that and that, that kind of that kind of I would say if beginning to put her on a map a little bit. Yeah. Let's kind of put her on a map a little bit and then um and then we got a, a promo out of her uh, yeah. uh last night as well before her squash match. I'm buying into it. I really am. I I like it because I don't think I could have bought into it her as a face. Uh, she just she's a doctor, and they they made a big deal about her when she first signed, and we all thought that she was going to be the first champion. I'm kind of glad they didn't go that route because I don't think people would have bought into it. Uh, she she seemed to be a little green when she first got there. She wasn't used to wrestling in front of a camera. She's gotten much better with that from, from what I've heard. Uh, I believe Cody Rhodes and uh, Dustin, they're helping her backstage with her persona. So she's come a long way from that first, uh, the first time that she, she brought it out on, on the cruise ship. Um, a, a lot of people panned that and they said that they hated it. I think she was cold that night. She was shivering. So I think that, that that really hindered her from getting across what she was trying to say that day. Because the week after, she came in and she was a little more relaxed and in character. And she's been like that ever since. So I, I don't knock that that first attempt. But uh, I, I'm buying into it, the whole doctor gimmick. And I'm, you know, I'm your role model. I mean, it fits. If, if a, a, a character like that doesn't fit you know where it's like uh, i've gone to school for so long you know and you can look up to me and they're obviously like jerks and, and heels those are the, the type of heels that you want to watch more and more often uh you, you you've seen some of the greats pull it off and i think that uh, she has what it takes to really have that that storyline take off where she's sitting there berating uh tony shivani in that passive aggressive way you know you worked at starbucks so you're my friend though you know it's just a grates on you and you want to see her get a get a beating so i think that that'll work for her and and honestly i think it already is starting to work for her so it's only a matter of time before we see her with the championship yeah, I mean, in order for her to get to the championship, Nyla Rose has got to lose that belt to uh, someone like Ashida. Uh, you know, she, she's got to lose it to uh, she's got to lose it to a face. Yeah, unless they turn unless they turn Britt Baker face. Yeah. Uh, you know, several months down several months down the road. I mean, if she's getting over uh, big as a heel, um, you know, a, a face turn could be uh, imminent. You know, maybe halfway through the year from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, you're gonna have to get that belt off of Nyla onto a face uh, before getting yeah. Baker in a match for sure. I and we see, haven't even seen Nyla, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm DC sure villain. she's in DC, so uh, I, I believe they're on their lockdown as well. So she's like us, can't leave the house. So, but I, I think that Sheeta will take it from her. 
Uh, that's Ashita is a great wrestler, and and in my opinion, should have been the first champion. I'm not really sure why. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They chose Rio. Maybe it was her size and they wanted to do more of the whole underdog uh, storylines with her. But Sheeta was the one, man. From from the beginning, her matches were great. She had the look, the athleticism, and and there's something about her. She's an actress, so there's a magnetism there. I would rather watch her. You know, she she, she just has it, in my opinion. Yeah, um, she's definitely she's definitely growing on me uh, a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, all these characters um, have been. Uh, I haven't seen uh, what's her name the. Uh, the alien girl, uh, Chris Statlander. Yeah, where's she been? Uh, she's on the quarantine as well. Gotcha. <laughs> We're all locked down. You know, she's another one that was starting to gain a little momentum. She was, she was. Unfortunately, that that match that she had with uh, Nyla just wasn't the greatest. But she was sick. Even after the match, she did an interview. And you can hear her. She was very congested, and she just she wasn't there like fully, a hundred percent. You can tell. Uh, she'll get another chance, and, and she'll get another chance to shine. I think she still has a little bit of of uh, learning to do because um, it, it's different to, to wrestle on the independent scene and then uh, go in front of a live uh, TV audience. You got to know where the camera is. A lot of times I, I think she, she still hasn't gotten used to that. And that's something that they're working with the girls backstage, you know, uh, Dustin uh, works with them. So I think she'll get it eventually. Yeah. I'll tell you, Britt Baker, she's got it. Oh yeah. She, she knows where that camera is. Oh yeah. She's come a long way. I mean, did you yeah. see her last week with, and she knew exactly when to smile just so that we could see all the blood on her teeth. It was great. You know, that's, you know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that match kind of made her um, a, a little bit. Um, I mean, she, she's, she's got, she's definitely developed a number of layers into her character. So I'm, I'm very excited to see where that goes. Um, then we got, we got another uh, squash match. Uh, Sean Spears versus Justin Law making his debut. Spears back in his winning ways with the mat uh, with a win last night, um, and then we got our main event. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot to talk about here: John Moxley versus Jake Hager for the AEW Championship. What are your thoughts? For no holds barred street fight, you know it, it was. It started off very slow and very technical. 
there were there were a lot of um, Greco-Roman wrestling holds. You know, the whole amateur wrestling background of uh, Jake Hager came into play, and it was very slow and methodical. I don't think that it translated well on TV, especially with no fans there to kind of like beat off of. They seemed a little lost in the very beginning, and I guess they just didn't want to go full force into the whole match, and I get that. When, when you have long matches, you like to start them off a little more technical. Uh, but again, it, it's hard to watch when there's nothing around them going on. There's no fans. There's no noise. And uh, we had JR uh, commentating on this one, and I love JR. I absolutely adore him. But I don't think this one was the one that he should have been doing alone. Uh, he should have been doing it with someone else. And I get it. They probably taped it and had him watch it and narrate it. Uh, it just didn't translate well for a live TV audience. I mean, they picked up the pace, but I think a lot of people were already uh, tuning out mentally and maybe even turning the channel. Uh, the guys put on a, 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 a they were very physical, you know, and they hit each other hard. You got to give them uh, credit for, for what they did in the ring and outside of it. But was it enjoyable to watch? I personally don't think it was. Uh, it was very – it was hard to get through. Uh, it reminded me of the whole uh, Edge and, and Randy Orton and the uh, for WrestleMania, where it was like almost 40 minutes of them fighting yeah. everywhere. Uh, I had that feel, and I, you know, I I hated that match. All in all honesty, and uh, it was it was like this. So it would be uh, hypocritical for me to sit there and say that this was a great match. I don't think it was. It, it was a fight, uh, and it wasn't an entertaining fight. Uh, do I hats off to them that they they pulled it off and that they tried it? I just didn't think it worked for for Dynamite TV. It was just something that uh, it, I, I think people turned to the other channel at that point, it, and it was slow as methodical. And then uh, Jim Ross has that WWE style of commentating where he likes to pause, and uh, that, that was too much dead air to sit there. You got no crowd uh, ambience. And it's just dead air of just two guys hitting each other. So it, it definitely wasn't one of my favorite dynamites. It was, uh, I, I think I enjoyed it more until that point. Uh, I'm not going to say I hated that match because I, I can probably rewatch it and get through it maybe in bits because there were, like, like I said, they were, they were, they were very physical. You, you cannot take that away from them. And they and they're were tough to, to, to do that. Uh, because these guys feed off of the crowd, and it helps with adrenaline. And uh, having no one there and then really hit each other hard, I'm sure, is, is, is tough. But it's, it's also not enjoyable for, for us to watch. And, that, and at the end of the day, that, that's what it's about. You want me to sit there and watch and enjoy it and want, want to tune in. And unfortunately, it, it, it missed its mark. It was, um, it was pretty interesting. I... It's not my favorite match by any means. I think this match should have been done the same way all the other matches have been done. Exactly. Um, or, I mean, I, I, I didn't think JR was best for this match at all either. Um, I mean, his best commenta- uh, his best commentary days are behind him. I, I think he's a good storyteller, but I think his best commentator days are, uh, are behind him. Like, I want, 
I want '90s Jr. and exactly, uh, and he's just a shell of that nowadays. So it, he, it, this wasn't the perfect choice. I mean, you could have done a voiceover, um, you know, with uh, you know Jericho uh, and Shivani, or you could have just simply had Falls Count Anywhere, um, you know, Swagger. I'm sorry, Hager uh, versus Moxley uh, in the same ring that they've been doing uh, the other matches in. Yeah, um, I didn't understand it. Um, yeah. There were a couple of jarring uh, points, and one of them uh, was Jr. He he sits there and he goes, "Why are there there seats in an empty arena? This is what happens. Like they hit each other with them. Why are there seats here in the first place?" And it's like Jr. Man, you're, like you're messing up my whole. You like you're taking me out of it. You're not you're not helping me get engrossed. Like why are you telling me why are there chairs? still in an empty arena like jr stop that like there's certain things that just didn't make sense uh i don't know if he was trying to be funny but it just it didn't work it it really took you out of the whole you know suspending uh belief you know that we have when we watch uh pro wrestling it it was it was insane that he would say something like that yeah it it wasn't it wasn't good yeah, it was just very jarring. I'm not used to hearing stuff like that from JR, man. <laughs> I have to point out, they mentioned uh, it was either in a video package or JR may have mentioned it. Uh, Moxley has been training some MMA. And let me tell you, I believe it because I, me as a mixed martial arts trainer, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, John Moxley threw that arm bar on Jake Hager. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, that was surprising. Right on point. He, he he nailed it. Had his arm. He his legs were positioned when once he locked up the arm. Um, he nailed it perfectly. So I'm like, oh wow. So so Moxley's been doing some training outside of the ring. He's not just. He, he's he's uh, it definitely showed me like he's definitely doing some MMA training because you got to, you know, to get that perfectly, you have to be drilling and training that all the time. Yeah, it looked flawless. It looked easy. He made it look easy. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that was a good, perfect arm bar. So you know, I was surprised. You know, I really was. There were a couple cool takeaways with this match. But um, uh, before we move on, uh, as uh, you guys know, John Mosley defeats Hager, retains the uh, championship. Uh, I'm not too sure when uh, and if we'll see a return match. Um, I feel like the feud hasn't really been fully built up, so maybe they can continue capitalizing to make it more, uh, you know, more of uh, a match that I want to watch next time. Um, yeah. I feel like, like that was kind of thrown together, and that, and that championship match kind of came a little soon, in yeah. my opinion. So, uh, you know, they've been doing a good job building up Jake Hager, but I feel like they could have uh, put some more. Uh, at, at, least, at least they kept them strong. Uh, you got the, the the paradigm shift onto a chair, you know. So he didn't just take one and lose. He took he took a paradigm shift on a chair. You know, he got expected to hurt a little more. Yeah. So they, they kept it looking. Uh, he, they kept him looking a little strong in defeat. At least you know, like it took a little extra to get his shoulders to the mat for the three. Yeah. Moving on really quick, we have the TNT uh, Championship title tournament. Uh, we touched on, on it a little bit earlier, but um, let's give ourselves a pat on the back. So far, uh, our predictions are correct. I know we're only two quarterfinal matches in, but uh, the way it looks like now, uh, Cody and Lance uh, Cody uh, advances on one side of the bracket. Lance Archer 
Um, and it's on the other side of the bracket, like we predicted. Uh, so we have um, Dustin Rhodes against Kip Sabian. N- n- now it's even clearer that we're going to get um, Dustin Rhodes uh, yeah. winning that match to go against Archer. Uh, they've been uh, they definitely planted the seeds for that match already. Um, on the other side, we got um, Darby Allen. That's uh, good. Yeah. We got we got Darby Allen. Uh, what was his opponent again? His opponent is Sammy. Yes, Guevara. Yeah, so they could they could go either way with Cody or 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 I'm sorry, they could go either way with uh, Guevara um, because there's history there with Cody. Um, mm-hmm. They could also go with Darby Allen. Uh, I mean, most recently they planted the seeds of a possible another Darby Allen Cody match. So I'm expecting Darby Allen to win that. That's what I'm expecting as well. Yeah, uh, so that would be uh, that would be our semifinal matches, and then Cody and Archer um, come out victorious to go to the finals, and then I have Archer winning. I don't see Archer taking a loss anytime soon. See, one thing that I have to point out is the fact that if it does happen the way we're predicting, then Archer has to brutalize Dustin. He has to absolutely destroy him and torture him in the ring and make it that much more personal. So when he does fight Cody, it means that much more. It's it, it's not only a title on the line, but you hurt my brother. You know, like you, you brutalized him. You went too far. I think that would add another layer to it. And uh, I think that that'd be fun to watch. You know, that intensity would, would ratchet up immensely if if something like that were to happen maybe a, a an injury at the end of the match he goes uh, on after the bell you know uh cody has to come out and save him maybe something like that oh yeah i believe that's gonna happen yeah i think that that would make it intensely personal i mean we already know that archer wants to fight cody and this would be more incentive to have cody believe in archers like look I, I took out your brother you know and i'm gonna do this to you next you know so i'm looking forward to what we see in the next couple of weeks yeah uh it's gonna be uh very interesting um to say the least but so far we predicted it two weeks ago and so far we're right one week at a time one week at a time um, so uh, that pretty much wraps up our EEW Dynamite talk, but we got to talk something else. Uh, major, major headlines this week. Uh, but before we get into that, wrestling in Florida is deemed as an essential business. How do you feel about this? I am very conflicted. <laughs> I'm conflicted because I love pro wrestling. So in my world, you know, I'm going to always say, yeah, it's essential. I need to watch wrestling. But let's be realistic. I mean, things are bigger than wrestling at this moment. Uh, if we have to miss a couple of weeks of wrestling or if we have to watch taped matches, this is the time to do it. And we eat it. We're not going to like it. You know, it's going to be like feeding a child like supper they don't like. Child's got to eat it because that's all there is, man. Uh, so this was the time where... We, we could sit back as, as wrestling fans and go, you know what? I thank you for giving me something. It might be taped, but I appreciate the fact that you did go out of your way and tape this for me to watch while I'm quarantined. I think that was the, the correct way to go about it. Uh, what happened? Uh, totally different and changed my opinion of the whole company. Uh, the f- simple fact that the governor uh, deemed 
WWE specifically wrestling in general uh essential is is almost laughable uh you don't take the wrestlers health into consideration you don't take the employees that have to be there the cameramen the producers anyone who's involved in wrestling you're putting in harm's way i don't care uh how much you test or or what regulations you put in place they are not essential i can live without watching wrestling I can't live without eating. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or having water to drink. That's essential. I need medicine. That's essential. Uh even uh, I'll take it one further. If I'm an alcoholic, even the liquor store is essential because alcohol withdrawal can kill you. So I get there's essential work out there. Wrestling is not one of them. Uh, the, then to, to make matters worse, because uh, you know this couldn't look bad enough, we find out that uh, Linda Linda McMahon's uh, Trump pack uh, gives Florida 18.5. $5 million. Uh, As if the McMahons didn't lose enough money this week. Yeah, right? Uh, but you give them $18.5 million, $18. million, and then you are deemed essential. That looks ultra shady. And let's face it, it is shady. And then that also leads us to what happened yesterday. Uh, and that's all the firing. So not only are we looking at uh, you getting yourself on a list that says you're essential, but now you're firing everybody to pay for it. It looks like well, at least that's the per- yeah. perspective. Well, of fan- I'm, I'm gonna I'll play devil's advocate. I 100 percent agree with all that. Um, it is voluntarily. The wrestlers do not have to perform under these circumstances. So the wrestlers, each wrestler is given the opportunity to volunteer, not mandatory. Um, WWE has to fulfill at least 49 weeks a year of TV. Uh, I don't, yeah, uh, I don't know um, what the stipulations are um, under under these circumstances. Um but again, uh, the wrestlers uh, ha- were given an option um, for on a volunteer basis, and some of these guys choose to do it anyway. Um, now, I mean, me as a fan, 
the selfish part of me wants to see as much content as possible. Exactly. And the McMahons and AEW and taping style are delivering that for me in a matter of where I can go and watch, uh, you know, along with the network, but I can go and watch and, you know, be thankful and grateful because there's nothing else on. There's absolutely nothing else on. Um, At the same time, we have so much content out there, even on YouTube itself, you know, or if you have the network, you have, over 30 years of content. You have original content uh, that they produce themselves. There's always something to watch. So for them, oh, to, yeah. for them to go out of their way to say, no, what you need is live content. And I get the fact that they have a contract. But even then, I'm pretty sure that the, the networks weren't. Listen, if it can't be done, it can't be done. They're not going to sue you. Uh, I don't think that that had uh, too much to do with it because I'm, I'm sure other other things aren't baseball's not taking place. I'm, I'm sure they have contracts there. You know, like th- there's other things uh, that aren't taking place that you can point to. So to sit there and and be McMahon and say, well, listen, they want me to do it live, but no, man, you wanted to do it live. And from what I'm hearing of all the reports, it was one man that wanted to do it live, and that was McMahon. And the the, the people that, even though they they will go out there and do it, and I applaud them, I applaud everyone out. There there that that will, will sacrifice themselves to to put on entertainment to make sure i have food on my plate and so on and so forth but th- you can't be all that happy i mean just because you'll you'll do it doesn't mean that you're happy doing it and a lot of these guys from what i'm hearing is that they're not all that thrilled how this all played and then to find out that not only do you have to perform live now but a lot of your friends just got fired just to save some money. Yeah, we're going to get into that in a moment. Um, I feel like the uh, with the um, everything going on, the, uh, especially on the uh, Monday Night Raw side, there's been a new opportunity. Uh, a lot, a lot of new faces, but there's been new opportunity. Um, so I mean, it's kind of a it's a good thing for them for the people that are volunteering. I, I think they're going to benefit. Uh, and you know, it's, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be out and about. Um, but, um, now we, we need to talk about something else. This is me. The last subject, uh, we'll talk about is the, uh, WWE releases that just took place insane. Now I will say play devil advocate once again, that this is not the first time. Every single year, WWE releases superstars after WrestleMania because once WrestleMania is passed and they don't need 30 men for Andre the uh, Giant Memorial Battle Royal, then they don't need those guys. So they they release guys every yeah, single every year. year. Every, every year. year. They always they, – oh, yeah, they always get rid of the dead weight every single year. Um, they, but yesterday what we saw was probably the biggest yeah. – out of any year of releases since maybe 1992 into 93, because there was a big mass exit then there as well. 
Um, if you take a look at the card of WrestleMania 8 and compare it to the WrestleMania 9, most of those guys on the WrestleMania 8 card weren't even on WrestleMania 9. They were all gone. Yeah, insane. So this so this is the biggest uh, mass release in about a little over 25 years. But to defend WWE, they made a, a decision, business decision, and I, I hope there's no foul play in anything having to do with the $18 million and we're trying to compensate for money that they lost with XFL. I don't know what the reasoning is, but... Uh, I will say this, though. Um, there was a, a lot of guys on that list uh, that WWE had uh, nothing going for them, storyline-wise. And also, um, some of these guys, such as Revival, um, they, they uh, and Rusev. Yeah, they uh, be there. There were guys that didn't want to be there. So if you don't want to be there, why should I continue paying you, uh, paying you, as uh, you working for me? If you don't want to be there and do your your best job, if you're, if you're not happy, why should I be paying you? So yeah, um, so that's kind of what we got. Uh, we there. I looked up and down this list, and there were guys that either haven't been on TV in a while or just aren't happy with uh, you know being in WWE. So we had a, a big names, and um, if if I miss anything, let me know. I think the biggest release, surprisingly, the biggest release I see, Mike Kyoto. He's he's been in there, yeah, for at least twenty six years that I know of. Um, the longest tenured uh, WWE on screen talent that was released. Uh, but then we got Luke Gallows, Carlo, uh, Carl Anderson. That one kind of uh, threw me for a loop. You know, because they had signed what I believe was a five-year contract. Yeah, they just signed last year because they didn't want them to leave for another promotion. And at the same time, you made such a big deal and you tried to keep them so much. And all of a sudden, they're dead weight. I mean, they were ju- you just used them at WrestleMania in yeah. a major match. And you know what? They had the opportunity. They weren't using uh, Gallows and Anderson that well. They, um, they never they, they tried, you know, but uh, it was a little too late. I feel like a couple years ago, they could have paired AJ, Finn Balor, Gallows, Anderson. It had something close to the Bullet Club, which would have been exactly. awesome. Now, how they, about Jake Maverick? Yeah, they don't want anything. I mean, there was no payoff with Jake Maverick. Yeah, consummate his marriage. Exactly. A lot of things. Well, I mean, we we also have, uh, we have, who is it? Uh, How about Kurt Hawkins and Ryder? We yeah, we have Kurt Hawkins and Ryder. We have Kurt Hawkins, Ryder. We have Rusev. I mean, I never got whatever happened with Rusev and his wife. You know, there there was nothing there with, with Bobby Lashley. What the hell happened? I mean, I was I was complaining about that uh, before all this epidemic happened or well, pandemic happened. Uh, I was complaining to Randy about that. Uh, and you remember, I was like, hey, guys, I go, whatever happened with that storyline? And you guys were like, yeah, they just dropped it. No rhyme, no reason. It just, you know, Liv Morgan beats uh, Lana and that was it. The, it. It makes no sense. Then you also have uh, what's his name? Uh, he. God, he used to uh, tag with Luke, Luke, Luke Harper as uh, uh, Rowan. Rowan. You had Rowan come out with a damn cage every week, and people were so afraid of it. Finally, we find out. Oh, it, before you say that, one guy put his head in there, and it was bleeding when he took his yeah, face out. Exactly. Profusely. I mean, 
Did you guys even think about what the hell? <laughs> and then, and then we found out it was a toy robot spider. Yeah, then it's a toy robot spider, which <laughs> gets squashed the next week. What the hell? <laughs> I would like I would have expected like maybe like a snake or something or a possum. I, I, that's the thing is that they kept making it bigger and bigger, and I'm going. This is going to be a disaster because they can't be. That as big as they're making it. I mean, people were jumping out of their skins when they looked in, and it turns out it's a robot goddamn spider. It's like, are you kidding me? This is the eighties. <laughs> the one of the most hokiest things, ridiculous. You're, about, yeah. You're almost 30, 35 years too late on this. It made no sense that anything like that would have happened in this day and age. And then you kill it the next week, and then you fire the guy. I, I just don't get it. And, and you know what? Vincent Mann was high on Rowan, too. I wonder if he did something backstage or Rowan just wanted out. Maybe he wasn't happy. I, I don't think Rowan wanted out. Did you hear the Jericho podcast? That might uh, have. No, I haven't. Whenever you get a chance, listen to uh, Jericho's podcast with uh, with, with um, uh, 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 Lee, uh, Brody Lee. Okay. He he mentions like things that he mentions Rowan in it, and maybe that that might have had something to do with it. It's like, hey, your friends over there talking trash. I mean, he was he was careful not to screw Rowan, but I mean, it is a ridiculous storyline that they put him in. The whole Bludgeon Brothers was pretty dumb, you know, and the fact that they they kept making him uh, a part of the Wyatt family was pretty dumb, you know. Yeah. Uh, EC3, uh, EC3 needed to leave. He, he, they, like, he got his one win on Raw against Dean Ambrose because Dean Ambrose was on his way out. And then after that, nothing for EC3. Uh, I don't even think he even wrestled one more match. He was probably doing a bunch of main event stuff, but that was about it. He was doing the 24 7 comedy and he would constantly complain online about it he, he'd say you know like every time he, he he put one tweet out he said every time that you laugh i die inside so he was miserable there and he knew that mcmahon saw him you know make it somewhere else he wasn't gonna let him make it here and that's that's something mcmahon does i'm not even sure why he he, he hires half of the guys that he does because he's never gonna do anything with them it's insane that that a guy that can talk like him was less left to languish in mediocrity. I mean, he he had some good uh, runs uh, up in NXT, but once he came out to the main roster, that was death. Yeah, was uh, then we had uh, Leo Rush, Heath Slater. There was uh, two other big releases. Um, Leo Rush was kind of floundering for a bit. You know, he, he was a title holder recently. Um, you know, he was a problem about a year ago. Um, he's Slater, he's been in the company for 10 years now. He's got uh, kids. He's, he's got kids. <laughs> he's absolutely got kids. Um, but uh, I, I ran into him in uh, Dallas, Texas on the outside of the uh, JFK Museum. Uh, I was actually hanging out with uh, Damien Sandow for a few minutes. Really? And uh, I was walking with Sandow. It's like, uh, no, I was, wasn't acting like a fan i was acting like a normal person and uh sandow what happened was sandow let me walk with him uh because he was looking for the um 
JFK. I guess he, I, I'm assuming this guy's into history, but um, Sandow was trying to look for the uh, spot where the X marks the spot where he got shot. So he yeah. was kind of doing the sightseeing tour uh, like I was. Uh-huh. And I was like, here, come on over here. I'll show you. So we walked together. And uh, in the process, we bumped into Heath Slater. So Heath Slater's like, oh, hey, buddy. You know, so uh, I got, got a chance to say hello to him in passing really quick. But it seems like a nice guy. He's been with the company for at least 10 years, maybe a little more uh, if you're going to include uh, developmental. Yeah. Um, then the rest of the list um, is just a bunch of names that weren't doing anything. Uh, Eric Young, Landstorm, Dave Finley, Mike Rotunda, Shane Helms, Kurt Angle, Aiden English, Billy Kidman, Pat Buck. Don't know who he is. Sean Davari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock. Oh, um, Sarah Stock, actually, Sarah Logan. Really? Yeah, Sarah Logan. Holy crap. I missed yeah. him entirely. Uh, that one surprised me because the Viking Raiders on the Raw roster. Yeah. She might be like on a furlough. Maybe. Because they, they said um, certain names, uh, but more like on the producer side or are on a furlough right now, which means that yeah. some of these uh, probably come back. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll hire you when, when we're ready. Now, out of these names that we just talked about, and we'll we'll wrap it up with this. Who do you think eventually goes to AEW? I see Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson definitely going to AEW. Uh, they are a lock, in my opinion. Uh, AC3 could go to Impact, Ring of Honor, or even AEW. I mean, like I said, he's got the gift of gab. He's got a great physique. I'm not one of the guys that loves big wrestlers, but the dude can talk. I would know? put him in. I would put him in NWA or um, well, you know what? At this point, I'm not too sure if I see him in AEW. To be honest, yeah, exactly. But they do need guys with big physiques. So there's there's that there's that uh, accusation leveled at them that they're too small sometimes. So they may give them a shot. But I totally forgot about NWA. I, I, I'm probably my own bias because I'm not a big fan of it. But uh, yeah, that's JD has his territory. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we got uh, uh, then we got Diana Perazzo. Oh yes, that was uh, that was surprising. I see her going to Ring of Honor. Uh, that's uh, that's she could go back to Ring of Honor. She could maybe you know what? If I were AEW, I'd grab her. Yeah, I'd grab her from, uh, but I think she'll probably go with her boyfriend, Marty Skrull. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I I see her going back to Ring of Honor. What a shame. Yeah, and everybody else I think will flounder or maybe, because I'd say stay away from Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis. They were a disaster and very controversial and and lightning rod for for bull. So I I wouldn't give them a job here in the U S yeah. I mean, they were airing their marriage and baby drama on TV. Yeah, it was, it was a mess. And one minute you, you hate the company you want out, let me out of my contract. And then they go, Hey, here's a new contract. And they're like, Oh, where do I sign? And then two minutes later, it's like, Oh, did I mention I'm pregnant? Uh, No, you didn't mention that. Uh, so it's not surprising that they got fired, uh, but they they also wanted out anyway again. So that's a head scratcher. I I wouldn't want to deal with with anybody like that. I wouldn't even want to see them. They weren't even that fun to watch, at least not in WWE. Uh, then you got 
Eric Young. Uh, God damn, he was still there. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit here and there, random appearances. Yeah, Primo and Epico. They haven't, you haven't seen them on TV in a few years. They were basically on payroll. They're they're, they're wrestling in, in their father's territory in Puerto Rico. They, I, they should have been gone. And I love Epico and Primo, but they, honestly, I'm not even sure if you can sit there and say that this was a surprise because you haven't seen them, and I would dare say years i mean um, unless they were on wwe main event uh yeah it's possible i don't even know i don't i don't, I, I don't watch that show i don't think they were because from what i hear is that they were mainly down in puerto rico wrestling i mean they're down there with uh calito yeah um, then not many other people i mean rusev rusev, rusev was the biggest release out of all of them yeah he could definitely jump to any of the promotions that are out there now whether it be ring of honor whether it be uh uh, Impact or NWA or AEW, and he might even he he can even try uh, New Japan. I mean, let's face it, that New Japan is going to pick up some of these guys. Carl yeah, Landon, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I I would like to see uh, AEW grab uh, Rusev. I think uh, he would be best there. I mean, Duke can talk, yeah. and he can wrestle. He's a big guy, so I take a chance. You know, but the thing is that they've always said we don't want to take everybody that that uh, gets released from WWE. And no, and you know what? They shouldn't. And and, and if I were Chris Jericho, I wouldn't grab eighty percent of this list. Yeah, but there are. But I would look into. Uh, I would look into Luke Gallows uh, and Anderson. I, I would look into. Um, uh, and Rusev. Uh, I would only pick like three or four names out of the whole list. I feel because I feel all, all these guys, all the most of these guys were all floundering. They, they they come off as jobbers. I think uh even though these guys got released, um, it was kind of you know, WWE wasn't doing anything with these guys. So if you're looking at it from their standpoint, why should we pay them? But the reason they were paying them was because they didn't want them to go anywhere else. That's true. I I mean, uh, and that's a good point, and you very well could be right. But if I'm, I'm looking at this list now, why would you know, why would I why would I be worried about most of these guys? Yeah. No, most of these guys were supposed to be gone long ago. It's amazing that that guys like Mike Kanellis were there as long. Aiden English, for some reason, he's not being a wrestler. He, he became, was commentating on NXT UK. Yeah, I, he was doing a pretty good job. No, no, he's a great talker. But why did you take him off the road? Like, what was the reasoning? Did they ever mention that? No, not really. All right, it's just like he. You know, you're an announcer now. Maybe we'll find out in a future podcast. Hey, no way, Jose. Oh, How the hell is he still there? I mean, he was a comedy show. He was a he was oh. an enhancement talent. We saw him more recent. Yeah, the the thing that irks me is like if you're from the Caribbean, you're a party guy. He would come out dancing, and oh, I just irked the crap out of me. I hate it. I hate it when they go that the whole racist route. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but why was he there? I mean, you've done nothing with him for years. He, he's just—he comes out, he dances, he gets pinned. The waste. Yeah, that's his act. That's what he was paid to do: is come out and dance and get the crowd hyped. Yeah, pinned. Yeah. You know, I don't think uh, the crowd would get hyped, would they? I mean, I, I don't uh, hear anybody going, "Hey, I love this guy." It was good for the kids. He comes out dancing, yeah. <laughs> and I think that, that's the problem. Is I, I'm looking at it through an adult's eyes. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I'm a wrestling fan for for 30 years or so. It was, so, it was good for the kids. Good for the adults yeah. to make time to go to the bathroom. Exactly. 
because that's all it was. It was it was one of those bathroom breaks. <laughs> um, man, there there was uh, a, a a lot a lot of um, stuff that went on this week. Oh, and one 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 other thing, uh, the passing of Howard Finkel was caught us by surprise. That was today, right? Yep, earlier today, probably in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I woke up. I saw the alerts. Uh, like around 10 in the morning. So maybe he passed uh, very early this morning or late last night. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I, I went on Wikipedia. I had to find out through there. The WWE wasn't too specific, but apparently he uh, suffered a stroke about a year ago and he wasn't in good health ever since. But he was like the voice of our childhood. Yeah, uh, our generation. How he was the fake. voice of our childhood, along with him, Jr., which still is in a way, but uh, but especially uh, Howard Finkel being a ring announcer. Uh, I think he's kind of started slowing down, like closer to like WrestleMania um, seventeen, eighteen, right around there. I think it was maybe uh, around two thousand. Garcia started taking a lot of Raw and SmackDowns. Yeah, you know you're right because after a while we saw Justin Roberts. Take didn't we? Yeah, so Justin Roberts came in, um, started coming in around 2006, if I'm not mistaken. He started on the EC, the uh, the WWE version of ECW. Yeah, the really bad one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We, we should do a show uh, one day about, uh, talk about ECW, but uh, mm-hmm. of how bad that version was. Oh, so, didn't they have like a vampire god? I, I, I remember- yeah, the zombie. The zombie. Oh gosh! Uh, You also had you had CM Punk though. You had CM Punk. That was the bright spot. That he came in in uh, 2006. Kofi came a little later. Yeah. Yeah, he came in as a Jamaican. Swagger, Sheamus came in through that version of ECW. Yes, that's right. I forgot all about uh, Sheamus, but I, I enjoyed Swagger. I was a I was a big fan of Swagger when he was in ECW. Believe it or not, I went out and I met him. And that night, I bought the ECW the the, the WWE ECW belt that he had. <laughs> this guy is so fucking cool. You know, it was like great. And uh, it, I enjoyed watching him. I mean, he was big. He was dominant, and uh, he wasn't as foolish. Like uh, I, I went to a house show. I think. Uh, in 2016 and they had him dancing and losing a match and i was like what how the mighty have fallen man you were you were world champion you were ecw champion what happened but before we leave i wanted to mention one thing and that was uh the perception of the whole the essential what we were talking about the whole essential business of wrestling and then the next day uh you fire all these people and like you said, these people, first of all, shouldn't have been on payroll. But the, the perception is a lot of times it becomes reality. And I think a lot of fans took, took exception to, to WWE this week. A lot of people were very upset with how things went down. And uh, they haven't done a good job of explaining, like, hey, this is what it is. It just seemed like, hey, we have money and we have connections and we're just going to do whatever we want. And it was a bad look. Like a lot of people were just like, mm, like, I don't want to deal with this no more. Like, well, McMahon's got friends in high places, exactly. obviously. And he uh, showed it. 
Yeah, apparently uh, Vince McMahon is, uh, along with some of the other sports owners, is going to be uh, backing uh, Donald Trump with the helping of the reopening of the economy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, I, don't, I don't know. But I, I don't understand the whole politics of what went on. Um, but um, as a fan, I mean, I know this isn't the first time that they've had mass releases, but this it, is it, the it, biggest it, mass release that I've seen. I think the timing, if if we had a mass release, maybe before, but it's always it's always happened after yeah. WrestleMania, always. But we didn't have them giving eighteen point five million dollars. I think that 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 number just like makes it look worse, you know. Like me and you know that this happens every single year. But it looked worse this year. Yeah, just yeah. I agree. I mean, there's uh, there's possibly something else that they could have done with that money. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, but it's something that I'm definitely gonna look in, look more into. Sure, I'm kind of looking at it as like like a, like a fan, um, you know, just knowing that this isn't the first time and. <laughs> But uh, this was a pretty significant one because there were kind of names that were uh, surprising. But um, yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna see how uh, all this plays out um, in, in you know in the next couple of weeks. I think they did everything that they needed to do yesterday, though. Um, and as far as any wrestlers showing up on other t- uh, on other TV programming, um, I don't think we're gonna see any of that until no. um, until maybe the summertime or so. Yeah. Ring of Honor is talking about maybe doing empty arena shows soon-ish. Yeah. I heard maybe sometime in June. Uh, UFC wants to do an empty arena show, uh, I think, next month. Yeah, and you know what? That's probably uh, more than likely going to happen since uh, Vince McMahon is um, doing his thing with WWE. The only thing is... Um, you know the exchange of blood and everything. I I, I don't know. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, other than that, I mean, I don't really see a big difference at this point. I think uh, Dana White should be given a shot. You know, Vince McMahon is getting yeah. his. So yeah, I, I, uh, he's on that, that uh, panel, the president's panel of reopening sports. Yep. yep. So I see him. He wants to be the first sport to open, and I fully expect him to get that done next month. Yeah, because he was supposed to do it, I think, this month. Yeah, so that's gonna happen. And then, uh, uh, I, double or nothing is apparently happening as well. Well, double or nothing is gonna happen, but not in Las Vegas. It's gonna yeah, happen it's gonna in happen. Uh, in one of their empty arenas. Yeah. So I was for, for now. For yeah. now. So if not, and if if for some reason they're given uh, permission to uh, do a show live with fans. Um, they can call an audible and, and maybe announce something last minute in Jacksonville in their home arena. Yeah, but I don't see that happening. They're talking I don't, about I don't see that happening. It's cutting it too close at this point. Yeah, they're they're talking maybe September, August, uh, September, early. Yeah. That's rough. That's rough. Was uh, all out is the end of uh, August. I have plans on hoping to go to that. Yeah, 
But alrighty, well, we're gonna wrap up this show uh, this week. Uh, M, thank you so much for hopping on once again. Again, thank you for having me. It's always uh, absolutely. Um, so, to any of you guys who um, are about to watch this, uh, we have our podcast on Google Play. You can just look up Deep Six or look in the Facebook thread, and you'll find our podcast there. Uh, it's kind of like a soft uh, grand opening for now. Um, until we launch on iTunes, that's when we're really going to uh, promote the heck out of this. Um, and then, um, of course, uh, guys, if you, if you, if you like what you watch, um, you know, give it, please give us a like and a subscribe this way you get your alerts so you can watch the shows at any time you want. Uh, M, do you have any last minute thoughts? No, I just want to get out of quarantine, man. <laughs> Soon, soon. This will be over in a blink of an eye, although right now it doesn't feel like it. Fingers crossed, man. Take it day by day, everyone. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for watching. M, thank you for uh, hopping on tonight. And uh, I hope you guys have a, a good week, and we'll see you on Monday night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.